Hello, and welcome to Combos for a Bubbly Life, a place where we talk about ways for you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Hello, welcome to Convos for a Bubbly Life. I'm your host, Tiara, aka T, and I love to live a life that is bubbly. We are exploring the journey of creating your version of a bubbly life, an extraordinary life designed by you. So let's do it. Today, I'm super excited because I have the Pamela Lynch here with me, and we're going to be talking about how she's created a bubbly life for herself and all of the cool things that she's got going on in her life. So Pamela, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Thank you. And thank you for inviting me to be on your combos for a bubbly life. I'm so excited to be here with you as well. I am a publisher and I am a spiritual librarian. And what that means is I help people document the shift in consciousness. So I am a writing coach that helps people with breakthroughs so that they can write better and with ease and more confidence. I love that. I love that. I love that. So um, can you talk a little bit about how you, you've gotten to this space? Like you've done so many things, you've gotten into publishing, like where, where did it all start? Uh, when I was 22, I started working at a publishing company. So I worked for a company uh, in Toronto. I worked for two different publishing companies over 31 years. And so I have a, a long history in publishing. And then when I lost my corporate job, like a whole department, you know, they were just doing all kinds of cutbacks back in 2011. And I was living, I worked remotely in this beautiful little city of Kelowna, BC. So I got to, I was probably one of the first people who had a work and family program, you know, back then it was as I moved here in 2002. So that's when I started my work and family program and I still worked for the publishing company. And I got to do that because I was their web producer and I said, I can work anywhere. <laughs> and so I created that, right? So I created this dream life back then moving from the big city of Toronto where you know, my kids were on a really short leash in the city. And then we came here and they were, dads were taking the kids up the mountains and riding, doing, <laughs> riding their bikes down mountains. I'm like, where are they going? They're going to be how long? All day. Oh, okay. And what did they do there? <laughs> anyway, yeah, they, they went up, immediately went up into the bush. <laughs> And that. so I lost my job and I'd been working here remotely for nine years. And I started to look around and went, mm, I could go work for somebody here for like $15. <laughs> I'm like, no, thanks, because it's a resort city. So we have what they call the sunshine tax. So then I thought, what can I do? So I, I had an outplacement and they um, like the company had to pay for that for me and give me that. So what that revealed was I would be good at three things, a teacher's assistant, which meant I would have to go back to school. Mm. And remember I was 53 at the time. Right. And, um, or I, a, a realtor and because it's a resort town, there's lots of realtors. I knew that we didn't need another realtor here. And then a life coach. And I'm like, what the heck is a life coach? So I ventured down that and I became uh, a, a law of attraction life coach, then I became a dream coach, then I became a universal laws coach. So all of this experience in coaching 
was first of all, for me to delve inward, to find out who I was and what, you know, what my gift was to offer to the world. And then of course it enabled me to use coaching really intuitively with clients and writing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Such an amazing story. Like such a lot, like a, a great path. So when you were, when you were like 22, could you even have like any sort of like inkling that you would be where you are now? No, no, that was like 40 years, that was 40 <laughs> years ago plus. <laughs> um, but no, it was a job. And it was in those days, very few people sit, got out of school and said, I'm going to go work for a publishing company. They did one of two things. They were either already writing in some capacity. They were an editor. So they had a writing degree of some, some sort, like a, um, uh, you know, a master's in English or something like that. Or they were teachers who decided that they didn't like teaching. And because education and, and publishing is so uh, uniquely linked, right? It's, it, it's a, it, a lot of people came from the educational world. Ah, okay. And so at 22, it was, for me, it was a job that was close to home. <laughs> okay. So like you didn't plan on working for a publisher, like, you know, straight out of like education or anything no. like that you, okay. No. Oh. no, no. And what's really funny about my story is I actually, um, I dropped out of school when I was 16. I left home when I was 16 and I dropped out of school at 16. So it took me a little while to fall into the publishing arena. And then when I was 40, my boss, at that point, I was, uh, the, I was the executive assistant. So I was working with all of the executives helping to run the company. And at that point, my boss, she said to me in a review, we know you're bored because you just keep asking for more work. So what is it that you want to do? <laughs> and we'll send you back to school, you know, if you want to get into marketing or if you want to, and my other bosses, the VP of f &A, who had the networking guys saw the tech, uh, the IT department reporting to him. He slid this piece of paper across the table. He goes, or oh, you could do this internet thing. So this was 1998, right? So anyway, so I looked at it and we, we, we left the meeting. And two minutes later, I walked back into my boss's office and I said, I said, do you have a minute? She goes, yeah, what's up? I closed the door. She goes, oh, closed door. Hmm, that's interesting. What's up? I said, well, in order for me to go back to university, I actually need to go get my GED. And she looked and she, you know, said a few choice words and, and she, and she says, like, oh, you're good. What do, you, what do you mean? She goes, I thought you had a university education. I go, yeah, I just keep my head down. <laughs> I don't talk about it. Right. But that was well into, I started when I was 22. This was when I was, I was 39 just about to turn four, because I went back to university on my 40th birthday. So my oh, first wow. class was on my 40th birthday, right? So 22 years into like, I think some of my bosses along the way had an inkling because I did have one boss who she said, the only thing that an education tells anybody is that you have the capacity to learn. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And so she must have known, and that was early, early in the days, but um, yeah, so it was really, it was really great. And she, so she used to use me as an example when her VPs were going through something and they said, you want to know how to manage your career? Go talk to Pamela Lynch. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
so yeah so it was lots of fun and I had a really great career and and in I don't know maybe well 2018 I met with a business coach and she wanted to know my background she goes I know you're a coach but tell me more I go well I was in book publishing for 31 years and she goes and nobody knows. I said, no, it's what I used to do. And she goes, no, you can't be in something for 31 years or that long and it not show up somewhere in your business. Mm-hmm. And so I went down to, I was house sitting for a friend in Arizona and I'm from Canada, right? She flew me down to house to dog sit. And I spent that month writing my sales page and, and just really diving into creating my publishing company. And then in my first year, I've published four books. So yeah, so it's been a fun journey. <laughs> That's so fun. I love it. And I love how like, you know, it kind of, you, it sounds like you like allowed opportunities to show up and then like received them, which is really cool. And I think some people don't necessarily see that where they're like, they're going through their life and they're kind of like falling into the, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what happens. But like, I love this like openness of like, okay, well, like, do you want to go back to school? Do you want to do this? Like, and and go in like, oh, life coaching (laughs) seems like something you'd be good at. Let me check that out. Like, I love that. (laughs) Well, I think there's no mistakes in life. I think that we take these roundabout roots roots as in r-o-u-t-e not (laughs) roots roots um we take these roundabout we roundabout roots to get to the place that we're intended to be like i'm intent i know i'm intended to hold open the doorway to the portal of language for writers i i know that in my core like when i go into those sessions i go so deep and and sometimes i feel like did i actually fall asleep but I know I didn't right because I'm like sitting up right (laughs) but it's I'm just in this really deep place where there is so much peace for the people who are in session with me and it's makes easy writing so easy being in those sessions and so I was intended to do that and so even though I went in this long route it was being in publishing for that long allowed me to be in all of the different positions, except the warehouse. I didn't ever work in the warehouse, but I worked in production. I worked in at the top level of the company, right? And I was the web producer, so I knew how to build web. Like I am a what you would call a coder. So I can take somebody's program and I can manipulate it, but I can't create the program, mm-hmm. right? So I do front end so I can build all my own websites and things. Yeah. And so when I first lost my job, I thought, oh, you know, I can do that. And then, but I still had to become an entrepreneur and I didn't know how to do that. Right. Took me a long time to really land into my purpose and, and yeah. Mm. Can, can you talk a little bit about what your, what your sessions look like and, and, and what do you mean by opening a portal to language? <laughs> uh, so we're, we are all coded to do some, some unique thing. And so the, the portal of language is actually part of the quantum field, right? So it's that invisible space that we access to receive information. And so it is big, like the portal of language is huge. Like you can imagine everything that comes sort of like, it's like an umbrella, like the quantum field, and you have a portal of language, then you have you know, the language of numbers, you have the language of magic, you have, right? So it's like, right? And they're, and it's not that they're smaller, but they're just, it's a container. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a container that we can move through and access information because everything is data, 
oh, yeah. every, everything comes through in information and we interpret that within our human body. So when I'm holding space for people in the sacred writing sessions, what it looks like, we come on a Zoom call, they write, I meditate. So I am the whole hour sitting there with my eyes closed. And then at the end of the session, I just close the Zoom call out because they are still in the, the, the write the energy of writing. And so when I used to say, you know, time's up, it would interrupt the flow. Right. And so they can stay in that energy. And so being in the membership allows them to access that anytime. They don't have to actually be physically in a Zoom call with me because they're in the membership, they can access it anytime. And they just intentionally open up the portal and they start writing. And the thing that happens is it's from their stream of consciousness and there's no interruption from the human interruption, right? The, e the egoic part of us who wants to say, oh, you didn't spell that right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so it really does look like they're writing, I'm meditating, but it's, there's, it's an energetic connection that happens. Beautiful. I want to, I do want to speak from my own personal experience. Cause I have had like a taste of your sessions. And for me, I want to say like, for anybody that's creative, it doesn't necessarily like have to be writing or whatever, like you, the, the space that you hold, it's just, it's like, it puts you in flow. That's how I feel. Like it puts me in like, like I've recorded like a podcast episode a couple of times that you've offered it to either like the co-op or any other space. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I want to do. So like, I'm going to put, put my inner energy this way. And it's just like this, like easeful, like the removal of writer's block, if you will. Um, like, what am I going to talk about? It's just like, okay, this is what's happening and this is what's coming out right now. And it's pretty, it's amazing. And I like how you said that, you know, we don't get into our mind about like editing ourselves, right? It's yeah. just allowing that, that flow. And I think that's really important for some people to have the opportunity to just flow for a bit. And we can always go back and like change and edit if we, if we need to later, but sometimes the hardest part is just getting started. And so to be able to open that space where people can just like actually get started is like phenomenal. Yeah. And then it becomes a place where, you know, I'm holding them accountable because mm -hmm. it's, it's time that they've committed to, to come in and write, right. Yes. Cause they're, they're, they're paying money every month. So it's like, come in and, and use, utilize that space because one of the things that I believe is that with energy, so we'll use learning, for example. Mm -hmm. So learning, you can learn for seven hours or you can be in flow and do the same in one hour, okay. right? Yes. So imagine the same happening with writing that you can write on your own for seven hours, or you can come into the portal of language and write with me. And it's all of that in one hour. Yes. It's because it, <laughs> has it so it's connected to the quantum field mm -hmm. and there it's limitless when you're accessing the quantum field, which mm -hmm. all of us do. We just don't, we, we just don't understand that we do. We don't remember that we do. And we get in the way of us doing that. Oh yeah. For those who might not have ever like 
attempted to access the quantum. I like to think like, you know, sometimes we say time flies when we're having fun and you don't realize how quickly time goes by, but in, in a weird sort of way, I feel like in the quantum time slows down. Like you're still having that same amount of energy and enjoyment, but like, it just seems like so like I've compacted so much in just such a short period of time anytime that I've like consciously been like all right I'm gonna sit I'm gonna like have like whether I'm meditating whether I'm doing this like I'm I'm gonna solve my problems in the quantum in an energetic space and then I come back and I'm like oh I was I, I'm thinking that I've been there for like two hours I'm like I've, it's been five minutes <laughs> what else can I do with my day <laughs> I feel so like I've been so productive I've like I've I don't know solved all the problems of the world in in my mind and now I'm like, I'm back and I'm like, all right, cool. I got so much more time to do other things now, which is really, really exciting. And it also like for business purposes, it's like, oh, I already have a, my to-do list, my whole thing. When I, you know, I know what to do, I'm going to go and let's go <laughs> and like run with it. And it's so magical. It, it, that's what it is. It's just magic, a magical space, it's energy. And I'm really, I love this conversation because, you know, the world is shifting and people are opening their minds up to the power that we have, like the innate power that we all contain within ourselves. And this is just another reminder that like, hey, we all have something magical within us that we can access and utilize and create a bubbly life for ourselves. Exactly. And, and the thing I want to really bring home is that we do this when we do this, which is for someone else, right? So I'm opening up a portal for other people to write, yes. right? Like I'm not writing, <laughs> I'm not writing in there. So I'm just, I'm holding space. So I'm doing that for someone else. And that is the great re reward is that I see the, the benefits of them doing that you know, of writing and, and it's not, and it's not just for books, right? Like I have a publishing company. And so my publishing clients come in and they, they use that space, but it's for anything. Like it's for songwriters. It's for, it's for, if you have to do a video, right? It's to do the video script. It's to write the blog posts. We do a lot of writing. If you think about your day and how much time you actually spend writing, and I invite the listeners to think about this, like pay attention tomorrow, how much writing you actually do. We think we don't write, or we think we're not good writers, but we're responding to posts where, you know, maybe on TikTok, we're responding to somebody's video. We're writing a lot, right? And when we can use it consciously, it just... Makes, it allows us to be in flow, which I think to live a bubbly life, it's access to flow. Like mm. you're creating this bubbly life and you're in flow. Like I, you know, another dream thing that I did <laughs> that was magical was I, for the last, I don't know, since, since I became single, I wanted to live, I live in, I live in a resort town that has a huge lake that's surrounded by mountains. So the dream for everybody here is to live on the lake or to see a beautiful view of the lake. So you're either up high in the mountains or you're on the lake. Those are the two places that people want to live. Well, I dated somebody who lived in this apartment building on the lake. And I'm like, 
okay, I would like to live in this. And I know you've heard this story because I tell it, it's a beautiful <laughs> story. I said to him, I'm dating him and he lives in a one bedroom apartment. And I said, I would love to live in this building. I would need to live in my own apartment because I, of course, worked at home and, you know, that just, it wouldn't work. <laughs> so no offense, um, but, you know, just lovingly, I would love to. And so a, fr a friend of his was moving and she was like in, you know, halfway through her, her lease and he messaged, he phoned me and he said, hey, my friend is, is, wants to know if you're interested in coming and living in her, like taking her, her lease subletting from her. And I'm like, of course on the drive over, right? So there's a bridge, we have West Kelowna and then we have Kelowna and there's a bridge in between. And so I lived on the West side and she lived in, it's in Kelowna. And so I was driving across the bridge. I kid you not, I saw three different rainbows on my way over. Ooh. And I get here and I go, oh my goodness, Diana, I just saw like three rainbows. And she was like, hugs me and she goes, I know this is your apartment now. <laughs> and a month later, I was living here and I had written that down in March of whatever year it was, 2019, I guess. Um, in March, I wrote it down. I got that call August, the beginning of August, September the 1st, I was living here. So that's six months to manifest living in a dream place on the lake right, where I can look out my windows and I see the lake and I walk out my back door and I'm on the, on the beach. Like that's just, that's, that's a bubbly life. Oh yeah. That's, oh my goodness. Like, and we can do that. We just need to know, we need to know what we want and what we don't want. Mm -hmm. And often what we don't want comes first. Oh yeah. <laughs> it helps us to siphon through and be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I did. I don't like that. Okay. So this is what I like. <laughs> yeah. And I, I literally left here one day and went and went to my place and I lived in a beautiful home. It was my girlfriend's home, but I lived in the basement suite and I'm like, 60 years old going, I go back over there. I'm going, what am I doing? Like, I'm 60 years old. And I'm living in my girlfriend's basement suite. Like, you know, it's lovely. It has a view of the vineyard and the lake. Right. But it's still right. So it was still lovely. It was lovely too. But I, I, I went home and I asked myself that question. And then I asked myself, what do I want instead? And in that moment was when the manifestation was like tight, like just on. I was in flow with that. And it was like, I don't know how many months later, but you know, like probably two months later, but I got the call, you know, so we can, we need to know, but it had been, it had been 10 years since I first thought, where do I want to live? I wanted to live on the, I want to live on, on a house on the beach. Right. right. And, but back then, like I was newly single and I was dating and I was, I thought it had to be with the man owning the house, right? Mm. Like that was like, I, I want a man who has the house and the boat and the, you know, on the lake, right? That was kind of me at 50. And then I went, no, I can have that. I can have my own bubbly life with my beach on my beach apartment. <laughs> I love that. I'm totally <laughs> in that same space where I like, you know, like I've had the mindset of like, oh, I need to just find the rich guy that has all the things, but you're so right that I can, I can create it for myself and like, you know, allow, and anybody can create it. Right. And I think I, I want to ask. So when, when you were like, this is what I want to live in this apartment, did you have any sort of thoughts of like, that can't be possible or like, you know, limitations? No, 
No, because there's this really, there's this real um, fine point between desire and manifestation. If you, if I had have said at any any point that, oh, that places never come up there, which they rarely do, places never come up there, or the rent's going to be really expensive, or any of the other limiting what ifs, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's the two what ifs. There's the the what if in the limitation, and there's what if it's possible. What if and it's unlimited. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. So it's being really present in not allowing that in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you do if you start noticing that, like, that, like, oh, rent's going to be expensive or any sort of practice on letting that go? Um, It's a, it is a practice. It's a practice to do that. And it's, you know, I've been practicing that for a long time, but it is noticing the thought. That's the first step. Notice the thought. And then what do I want instead, right? Because it's like, it's, it's about observing yourself. Mm. It's about observing the part of you that is the talker within you, right? The doubter within you, like we have all these different parts of ourselves. There's the doubter, there's the analyst, the dreamer. They're all, they're all parts of ourselves, but we're bigger than that. Like we're more expansive than that we're the observer to that. So when we start learning to become aware of it and then be the observer and then be really clear about what we want, it's really important. But it's, you know, it it gets easier. And so much of it is really in understanding your belief systems, what's sort of underneath the surface in the subconscious, because that's all our programming, right? Mm-hmm. So we've done lots of, we've done, you and I, we've done lots <laughs> of work in that area. Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's a journey and it, yeah. And it's really, it's what we desire. You know, if we desire a bubbly life, we can have a bubbly life. Yeah. We really can. Yeah. And because one thing I know for certain is we're all born extraordinary. Mm. No, we're born extraordinary, but we're conditioned to be ordinary. And so when we can, when we can remember that we're extraordinary, that's when, you know, it's when it's really kind of sinks in that you have a beautiful gift. I have a beautiful gift. Your listeners have beautiful gifts. And to ask them, what is it that you want to tap into? Because the idea that we all have just one single purpose is kind of old now. You know, it's right. Our right. purpose is to be happy, right? Our purpose is to love being who we are. Multifaceted, multidimensional. There's it's so, like you said, expansive. We are so expansive. And I mean, that's my favorite quote. <laughs> We are born extraordinary and conditioned to be ordinary. And I think I've said it before. And so those of you who have heard me say it, and I say, my friend Pamela says this, this is the Pamela that I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, all of these quotes that are, that come through us, they come from the quantum field, Mm -hmm. right? They come from the space that we do not see, but that is where we come from. And all of our ideas come from that. So when people are stuck in writing, 
it just means that they're in their body, right? We would say they're in their head, but they're in their body and they're not open to the field. They're not open to the access point where ideas come in. Right? So it's like channeling, you're a channeler and, our, and we're all able to tap into that gift that we have of channeling because all of our thoughts come through the channel. Yes. <laughs> It comes through, and it's about being able to get good at it. Mm-hmm. Like first, it's like first of all, you have to believe that you are. It's with anything, right? You have to yeah. believe. You have to believe that you can play the guitar, and then you have to do the practice, practice, practice. You have to write, write, write. You have to channel, channel, channel. <laughs> you have to live the extraordinary life. You have to live the bubbly life. <laughs> yes, practice, master it, own it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so it's exciting. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So with that, this has been wonderful and I'm so happy to have you. And I want to know how can the listeners connect with you? What are, what do you've got going on? What are the different things that they can tap into to get a little bit more Pamela Lynch? (laughs) Well, my website is Pamela Lynch.com. My social media is Pamela Lee Lynch. So with L E E and I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. It's a fun place. Your TikToks are an amazing and hilarious friends. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But do you notice how a lot of them are tied to writing? Oh yeah. There's there's that that thread that goes through them because that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known as the person who helps writers get better and be extraordinary writers, right? Um, So I love TikTok. And then I have... A fun workshop that's coming up. I, I did three of them in January and they're how to how to create a haiku. So I'm doing it the beginning of May. So I'm thinking May the 1st is the tentative date, but it will be before Mother's Day so that you can write a haiku for your the woman in your life. It doesn't have to be your your mother, but it could be it could be your friend, it could be your, you know, sister, daughter, mother, aunt wife, girlfriend, doesn't matter, (laughs) right? But it's to learn how to craft haikus. And they are, they're fun. First of all, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. The workshop is lots of fun, but it allows you to learn to write in a way that you need to be precise. Mm -hmm. So being precise in writing is challenging. And this gives you an in to be able to write and create like that. I love that. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> and then we did talk a little bit about your sacred writing session. So if someone's interested in checking that out, where can they find that? They can find that on my website and it's underneath the memberships up at the top. Beautiful. Awesome. So, and they're called sacred writing sessions. And yeah. Yeah. And then I have a coaching package that goes with that too, that it's a, it's additional. If people feel they want some, they want feedback about their writing or their blocks, you know, what's getting in the way of writing. It's a, it's a beautiful space for them to come in and, and uh, come to twice a month to get, to get some coaching. And then the sacred writing sessions are included in that because, you know, in my world, people who work with me, they're in the sacred writing sessions. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's kind of like, like, it's just such a beautiful access point for them. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we hop off? 
Oh, okay. I do want to say this, that nobody was born a writer. And the only way to get good at writing is to write and write and write and write and practice and practice and practice. Yeah, because anybody can learn how to write. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tira. Uh, it's so nice hanging out with you and getting to spend some time with you. Oh, thank you so much, Pamela. It's been an honor to have you. And for those listening, I will be sure to drop all of the links in the description of uh, and of this podcast episode. And if I show, share this on YouTube as well, uh, I'll be dropping that over there. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can always go to www.abubbly.life slash luxury living to see all the cool things that I have going on. And I will catch you on the next one. Love you all. Thank you for listening to Combos for a Bubbly Life. I invite you to subscribe, comment, and of course, follow the link in the description of this video to tap into more ways for you to live a bubbly life. Love you. Thank you.